Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Willis. This is a progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, progressive, conservative, or otherwise, you get to hear your point of view. We are an independent media outlet that, unlike mainstream media beholden to corporations, we only owe allegiance to you. Remember, you can also send me a tweet at E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That is at Egberto Willis. Let us engage. It is politics done right. Welcome to Politics and Right. This is Egberto Willis, your host. One more time. This time we're coming in from Chicago. We are coming in from Chicago, Netroots Nation 2023. I was hoping to do this live, but I couldn't because, again, we don't have Radio Row set up uh, yet. They, they still have to get all the internet run, etc. I put the tables up so that we can go ahead and lend the banners. But anyhow, we're here right now with you. I have a great interview from Neil Aquino. Neil Aquino is one of the premier uh, Houston activists. He's doing something that we need to do all around the country, that we need hundreds, thousands of people to do all over the country. What do I mean? We need folks to get engaged, and that is exactly what Neil Aquino is doing. I mean, some subjects that I would have wanted to cover today, but we'll cover over the next few days. Uh, not only the Alzheimer drugs, that was, again, once again, a drug developed at, uni- at a university, this time a foreign university in Zurich, now uh, coming to the United States at the cost of $26,500 a year to use the drug. Shameful. also want to talk a, a whole lot about uh, what AI is doing to the workforce and wages. Right now, AI is coming about and causing wages to fall. The OECD just released a report that pointed that out. And what's interesting is AI should really be causing wages to go up. It's ironic how the, the fallacy of the current state of capitalism, it's amazing how ironic this is, folks. When I saw the article talking about the reduction in rates, because again, now people are competing with machines, and guess what? Machines, uh, AI machines, they don't need healthcare. They don't need all these things that we have delegated to corporations to do. What we need to do is decouple things like healthcare and all these benefits from corporations onto the government system so that corporations can compete on that which adds value, right? The worker doing what the corporation produces. And when AI comes into the fold, we should be talking about lower wages. We should talk about that productivity going towards the people themselves, right? Because we created that productivity increase and reduce the work week. Not reduce the wages, but reduce the work week at a much higher salary. We get the benefits of AI that serves us all. And at the same time, we spend more time with our families. We are able to do all of that sort of thing. But anyhow, let's go ahead and get busy. We'll talk about all of that over the next few days. Let's go ahead and get busy with Neil Aquino, however. And in subsequent shows, we'll take care of those particular subjects and really move it along and change that discussion. Because you know what? This discussion is made, it's being made from the wrong direction. It's, it's being made as 
replacing people should create more demand or create less demand than such drop wages. We need to look at it from the ethical point of view. We need to look at it from what should fall is the amount of people necessary for employment. And in that case, we can drop the amount of hours we're talking about people working. We'll talk about that. But without further ado, let's go ahead and talk to Neil. Listen to what Neil Aquino has to say, and then we'll take it on the other side. Today, we are honored to have an organizer of the weekly John Cornyn Houston office at protest and the founder of Houston Democracy Project. Let me tell you, this is a special person who's out there on the grounds doing what we have always spoken about, people power. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. What people power needs to do, El Senor Neil Aquino. Welcome to Politics Done Right. Very good, Egberto. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Well, look, let me tell you, whenever I, I find or I'm, 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 I'm around somebody that does the kind of work that we constantly say we need to do if we are to have a a successful democracy. You are the you are you are the instantiation of what we're looking for. How are you doing today, Neil? I'm doing I'm I'm doing well. It's uh it's it's a it's a great day in Houston today. I'm doing good. But before we get started, uh, I I want to talk about your Houston Democracy Project, but let's put that on hold for one second. Uh, activism requires consistency. That is how it works. Right, if you're yeah. consistent in being active all of the times it's worked, sure. it's how it works. And you have proven that with a project pre-Democracy uh, Houston Democracy Project that showed that. Tell us a little bit about what uh, you and your team have done with the John, with John Cornyn, Senator John Cornyn here in Texas. Well, I appreciate that. Um, the, um, the, the John Cornyn Houston office protest every Tuesday, 1130 to 1, 5300 Memorial Drive. Uh, 1130 to 1, 5300 Memorial Drive. Next week will be week 335. And um, thank you for terming me as an organizer of it because it's a very egalitarian uh, crew. Um, and everyone who shows up is, is an organizer. But we are out there at the corner of Memorial and Dietering um, to make the point. It, 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 it hasn't been really about Senator Cornyn in years, although, although we, you know, we still, still address it. but. To make the point that in addition to voting, we're going to have to physically and non-conventionally show up for the fights ahead over democracy, authoritarianism, and white supremacy. So we show up uh, to make set the example for friends, foes, police, and passers-by to see. And you know we have a social media media following. We have a lot of traffic that um, that goes by on that road. Uh, Memorial Drive super busy. And we want to set the physical example of showing up. And, and so when you talk about consistency, whomever it was who first said that showing up is half the battle, um, it's at least half the battle. That consistency, that showing up, that is so much of the battle. And showing up is an intellectual enterprise. It, it, it takes vision and imagination. I'm, I'm sorry if that sounds that, that sounded self-referential, but 
for people who show up, it takes vision and imagination to do it. It sounds simple, but most folks don't do it or don't, don't see the utility or the value of doing it, but there is value to doing it. So um, the court in protest shows up and we are seen. And, and that in many respects right there is the point. You know, I think when we talk about consistency and that you guys show up at Cornyn's uh, office every every week for 300 plus week, that is over, I think, five years, maybe more than six, five six, years, six, uh, six years, six years and whatever number of weeks, yeah. right? Six years of showing up to Cornyn's office. And here's what's important. I have watched Cornyn have to moderate his uh, extremely right wing conservatism because he understands that there are people watching him. Sure. I saw that when he did the guns uh, deal. I saw that when he did many other deals. So the fact of the matter is you are effective and you are effectively making change. Before I ask you the last, the, this next question, I want to remind folks of the following. Lobbyists, the people with money who control these politicians, most of the times they believe because they have deep pockets, they can outlast the activists, but they haven't met right. activists like Neil Aquino and the team who goes out there that says activism isn't just for today or tomorrow. Activism is a continuum. And right. that is what I think you guys yeah. have proven. So tell me a little bit more about how were you able uh, with, with, the, with these other people to be consistent for six years, people get bored, people get sick, people get in all right. kinds of forms. Right. But you guys maintained this to let Cornyn know that there is somebody watching you all of the times. Well, there's been a few things. Um, so we've been over six years and um, we still get new people. So um, we still get new people. Um, we get new regulars and we get people who show up uh, out of the blue um, or who show up intermittently. Um, so we have a deep bench and we have folks simply who believe in the believe in the mission. A lot of our folks are older, though not exclusively. Um, and it is a significant investment of time. You are in your 60s, 70s. Our oldest regular is 81. And it's a significant investment of time to get to that corner uh, and stand there uh, for 90 minutes. So I want to appreciate that. And we don't use the talents of people in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, um, as we could. We have a, a guy who just started showing up a year ago. He's 76, and he drives in from from uh, from spring, I think, uh, every, every every Tuesday. So it's just it's a dedicated crew. We continue to put word out there every week, every every Monday. I put word out there on social media and different places that we're there, and the crew is dedicated towards coming. And I, a lot of them, I've had a couple of them say it keeps them sane. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with self-interested motives in activism. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with saying I'm doing this for myself. There's nothing wrong with saying, uh, you know what, I need some, 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 some ways to sustain this activism. There's nothing wrong with any of that. So um, we just have a good crew, a consistent mission, a dedicated time that we're there, and the threats never go away. Um, and when the group started, they probably thought when Trump went or when something happened or we got through one election cycle, what Cornyn would stop. But there's no there's no there's no exit strategy. There's no exit strategy. Well, I mean, I'm glad to hear that. Um, I'm this episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. For those that are listening throughout the country, this is not just the Houston thing. This is a particular example that, uh, that we used our senator, Senator Cornyn, as the backstop, as, the, as what activism looks like to ensure that these guys do what you want to do. Wherever you are, whether it be Ohio or New York or, right. or Oklahoma or Mississippi or Alabama, you can start at your local level yes. and to ensure that you are that they have to respect your voice. They have to respect your voice because right now the only voices they respect are those who are providing funding for them yeah. in the form of lobbying and you know what else. Now, uh, Neil, you uh, recently decided to take this to another level. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't be more more happy about that. I remember uh, personally, and this isn't a personal issue, when I decided to uh, take politics from just being a hobby to mm-hmm. going ahead and say, I had to create an, an, an organized manner to make a difference. Right. And we every activist, when the time comes and they decide that time is there, they can do that. They can say, yeah, I am going to do it. Now, you started a new project that excited me. I saw you at a bowling alley recently when you were telling me quite a bit about that. First of all, tell us about what's the name of this new project that you started? So I've be- I begun um, the Houston Democracy Project. And it consists of a website on the website is a daily blog. And it consists of, of my efforts. I've been going to Democratic club meetings, uh, human rights-oriented group meetings, uh, having one-on-one conversations, uh, interviews. This is my uh, second interview uh, this week. And a consistent social media pro- uh, 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 presence. And I want to change the culture of how Houston municipal races are run, mayor, controller, city council, Houston Community College Board. I want them all, the incumbents and the challengers. And this is mainly focused on Democrats. Um, I may address the Republicans, but I I can't. The the problem is the Republicans. Um, So I want to make democracy an issue. Uh, I want on on their campaign websites, campaign materials. We need to talk about law enforcement unions. There's no public safety when law enforcement unions support election deniers. When Abbott and Patrick say we should undo Harris County elections, or when Melior and these folks who are still in court trying to undo the 2022 elections, that's an opportunity for the law enforcement unions to say, that's a bridge too far. We're not doing that. So if you're a Democrat and you're taking the law enforcement endorsement union, I'm talking about the union. I'm not talking about the police. I'm talking about the union that you need to ask them, when will you stop election denial? When will you stop supporting election deniers? And isn't the top public safety issue democracy? I want to reframe democracy as a public safety issue in addition to the other things. I want our candidates to talk about increasing turnout. You cannot have a democracy. You cannot keep us politically or physically safe in an environment of low turnout, special interest funded, law enforcement union driven politics. It isn't working. It's not keeping us safe. 
And at some point, probably already, it's collaboration with an authoritarian Republican Party. I want to empower rank and file folks, Democrats, democracy advocates. I want to empower uh, us because if we don't act, no one's going to. No one's going to. And I want to be ready for a, a, a mass democracy movement. And I want to just posit the idea that, you know, these folks are, are these, these folks that we're fighting are serious. Uh, they are authoritarian. They are white supremacist. They are cruel. And we, we too often on our side of the aisle treat these elections as nonpartisan, or we're going to discuss some policy. And if only we could get along, there's a mayoral candidate. Gilbert Garcia, not a bad man, but he's talking at his platform about getting along better with the Republicans in Austin. And I'm, I'm not getting along better with my abuser. Um, I'm, I'm fighting my abuser. And so um, I, I, wanna, I, want, I want us to see the stakes in these elections. I want to put a corollary to what you said, because um, Garcia, I think that is where Garcia, Garcia likely failed when he said, I want to to get uh, more pleasant with those folks in Austin. Those aren't the Republicans you want to get pleasant with. Right. You want to get pleasant with your neighbor. If they happen to be a Republican, just maybe being pleasant with them, you can work with them to to have their vote be in their interest and not against the interests of both of you. So I just wanted to uh, make that uh, make that corollary as my statement. It's it is always the evil politicians that activists ought to be against because they're the ones who have brainwashed many of those who actually vote for them. So, you know, we go to the head. Go ahead. Go ahead. It seems like you want to say something. Right. So let me give you an example of that. Um, in, we have an at-large councilman in Houston named Mike Knox. Now, there should be no Republican at-large council people in Houston. It's a Democratic right. city. There should be some district Republicans. Right. There should be no. Okay. So Councilman Knox recently testified at some of Senator Betancourt's hearings about some of these democracy-killing bills. And now Councilman Knox is running in the Republican primary for sheriff, Harris County, in 2024. So it was, a, it was and so first of all, it was a failure that, that Councilman Knox was ever elected. Um, he's not consistent with the views of Houston. And then secondly, um, when he went and spoke to those hearings, where were our Democrats whom we elected to city council or anyone saying in the open hearing, saying in the press release, saying in the press conference, what are you doing, Councilman Knox? You're, you're taking away our democracy. You're collaborating with Paul Betancourt and this get along, go along um, uh, attitude is not keeping us physically safe. It's I want to expand on that. I want to expand on that because it's important what you just said there, uh, Neil, um, that, that they just just getting along. I thought I was very disappointed in our last legislative session completely. Right. I understand clearly that Democrats and progressives are in the distinct minority. I understand that. Right. In the legislature. In the legislature. Yeah. That doesn't allow, that does not say that you cannot engage the public for the present and for the next time to allow right. before these bills are passed to let these uh, particular authoritarians, authoritarian right. Republicans know that there will be a consequence and show them there's going to be a consequence. 
by showing the mass of people that are coming out to support what they know you don't have the you you can't vote to avoid right now. Right. What happened in the legislature? What happened with the Democrats in the legislature? Who should have engaged the public in as much as they didn't have the vote? They had the popular support of the people. So the um, there's a there's an article this week in Texas Monthly, and you can you can access it um, beyond the paywall. You get to um, you can get to it um, right by a state rep an interview with a state representative John Bryant of Dallas, a Democrat who'd been in the legislature thirty or forty years ago, went to Congress, and is now back in the legislature. And he did an interview with Texas Monthly, criticizing his colleagues um, in a respectful way, saying that they weren't fighting. And I remember um, at the beginning of the legislative session, if you if you follow these people on social media, and I do it a little bit, you know, so you don't you don't have to. Um, they'll get a committee assignment and they'll be like, thank you. Um, thank you, Mr. Speaker. Um, um, I'm blanking on the speaker's name at the moment, but thank you. Um, thank you, Mr. Speaker. And for some committee assignment for some scraps and that in an ideal, in an ideal situation, the bipartisan cooperation would work. I'm old enough to remember in the 70s and 80s, where you know you had a Republican president, you would have a Democratic. But we also remember the example. I remember when George Bush was elected president, how the Democrats went easy on him. Well, I'm, I'm going, I'm going beyond. Um, we're getting scraps, and we're facing an authoritarian threat. So they're coming after our democracy, book banning, no action on climate change, bans on public health measures, taking away our right to vote, and they have colonized us. Uh, Houston and Harris County are colonies. They're seeking to overturn our elections. They're seizing our resources. They've seized our schools in Houston. I remember a few years ago when they made us sell our water, made Mayor Turner sell our city water at rates that we didn't want to sell it at. They um, they treat our populations as criminals. If, if you listen to them, you think Harris County and Houston are just overrun with criminals and, and the racial implications of that. And they think that we're not competent to administer ourselves. Um, so we're essentially a colony. And we have our legislators um, in Austin just have an attitude of get what you can get. And it's, it's, so it's a logical proposition. It, it's, I understand. It's a logical, okay, we're in the minority. We ought to get what we can get. But it's not working. It's not keeping us safe. Roe is gone. Most of the Voting Rights Act is gone. Uh, it's hot as hell. We're being told that this crazy weather is 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 climate change uh, a factor, a strong factor. It's not working, and it's not pragmatic. That's the thing. They they this 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 model I've given you of city council elections, which these super high paid consultants. Imagine if activists. Imagine if Black Brown. Asian, progressive women, old, uh, older people, activists were given resources. Um, and these consultants say, hey, run this issueless, uh, uh, nonpartisan, racially cleaved election, uh, 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 kowtowing to the law enforcement unions, whom at the same time are endorsing Abbott and Patrick, and at the same time are endorsing these people. When I go to the, I'm a member of the LGBTQ political caucus and I go to the monthly meetings. And when you go to the meetings, 
they'll open the membership will openly say, you know, they want to remove us out of Texas. Uh, they, uh, they want to exterminate us. These are these are basically just average folks. This isn't. And, and you can't have it both ways. You can't you in this type of situation, you can't have it both ways. Hey, I'm going to get the scraps they give. And I'm going to look the other way when they engage in violence. It's not pragmatic. It's not even they, 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 they offer themselves as the voices of moderation. But the act of extremism is looking at the other way at, at the trend that we're on. That's that's the extremism. That, that definitely so. And, and it's something that we must we must ultimately mitigate. And that's why uh, organizations like the one you formed recently. Houston Democracy Project. And look that up, folks. Houston Democracy Project. So if you Google it, you'll get it. And it's at neilaquino.com. It's at neilaquino.com. And if you Google Houston Democracy Project, you'll get it. Let me spell that out. Is it N-E-I-L-A-Q-U-I-N-O.com. Check it out. The website. I mean, that's the only way we are as a a democracy will will contain to exist. We need Thousands of Neil Aquinas out there in every municipality in this country. Because again, it's not going to happen from the top. Why not? Because the top is funded by uh, groups that are really funded by the plutocracy. Notice how the plutocracy works. They don't fund directly. They fund other groups through mechanisms that hide who they really are. And then that get permeated down. And that is why here at KPFT, here at uh, Politics Done Right, here at uh, Houston Democracy Project, we always say one thing. If you don't support these different projects, right. what happens is, again, uh, the, the the people with deep pockets always win. So you want to have a strong community radio station. You want to have strong independent bloggers, strong independent media hosts out there, because yeah. th- those are the only ones who make a difference in our, um, in our society. Right. It always turns out that uh, it, the f- politicians and those who want to ensure that the corporatocracy and, 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 and those institutions that aren't necessarily for you and me, for the public at large, never have a problem being funded because, again, they're funded by deep pockets. Right. Why is it that small organizations in this country that are the ones that are really doing good, educating people, making sure their their work, have to fight so hard to get funded. Right, so small individuals and also individual activists. Um, you just gotta ask, and you have to change the public's perception. We think, we think that by donating money to the candidate, we're keeping us safe. Um, you know, when when Beto spends I don't know seventy million dollars on digital ads and and where did that money go? Um, where does all the money go? Um, so I think that individual activists need to, which is which is frequently my focus, need to just ask. Um, and folks who, when you say thank you, if I had a buck for every time I've been told thank you for all you do. I'd, I'd have 200 bucks, <laughs> you know, you, you thank know, you for it, all you do. <laughs> it, it is funny because that is true. Uh, this work and self-serving here, this is hard work. You know, I work 16 ah. hours a day, uh, most of the time, seven days a week, and uh, bring in minimal, minimal income from a few articles, a few books, a few right. 
ads, etc. But the bulk of our money really needs to come from supporters. Right. Uh, the, that is that is the only way we can do it. That is where the that is how the politicians get to get above us. Right. The supporters, um, if the supporters, if we could get a lot of supporters that give small dollar contributions to small institutions that are on the ground that are right. out there, I think we'd make a better democracy. What do you think? We'd make a better we'd make a better democracy. We would be um, respectful of the time and effort of of the people who who do this, and we would have our own resources to to fight for ourselves because there's a beyond the plutocracy beyond the the lobbying groups you know there are there are many nonprofits and they may there may be good people in them but if uh, they frequently are very tied to elected officials and um um it's frustrating it's frustrating um and well, I, I, I yeah i want to interrupt there because when you talk about nonprofits that is one of the things that gives me the most ire several many many times when i see somebody let, let's look at the red cross that the that the ceo of the red cross at one time was making a half a million dollars sure. a year as you're asking people who are many people who just want to do good and they barely have a, a meal to put on their table but they say i need to give this five dollars or i need to give this ten dollars right. for something good i tell you what i've had people who've um uh offered contributions to you know what we do here at politics and right and i've said i i remember this particular woman who i think she was uh in her 70s or 80s and she loved what we were doing and she said you know um i am on a fixed income but I like your work. I'm sending you $10. And I immediately said, no, that's, I don't want you funding me. I want you sharing my stuff. Right, I don't right, want you right, funding right, right. me. I want that 40 and 50 year old, that 20 year old, that 25 right. year old who right. goes to Starbucks and spends $20 and right. to say, well, you know, maybe this week I'm going to, I'm going to give five of that $20 to uh Houston democracy project. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to give five of that ten dollars to politics done right to help us be able to maintain what we have here. Yeah. So I mean, it's a double-edged sword, Neil. And I wish, um, in it for all the good work that we have, a lot of independent journalists, independent activists, not associated with a nonprofit structure that many times operate like a corporation. For more right. people to see the value in supporting institutions. I mean, not institutions, but you know, projects like what you have, what we are doing, and what we are suggesting to many others that they do. Right. Let me tell you, uh, you are you are far better off giving money to Alberto or myself than um, giving money to a lot of our local candidates. Um, they'll be fine. Um, they'll be fine. And and often and also often many of our local Democratic council and municipal candidates are indistinguishable from one another. Uh, if you if yours doesn't make it, don't worry. Uh, someone just like them will. Uh, um, and there really are not. Um, and I, I, you know, it's not in, it's not increasingly to me is, is although I, I remain progressive, uh, increasingly it's not. Also, it's not an ideological battle because we're just fighting for survival. Right. Uh, and I think that's part of I, I don't think people I think people on some level know it. Um, but don't want to face up to it. Um, you can't blame them because uh, it's depressing. Um, but we are we're fighting for basically our survival of our freedoms, 
In Houston, we've lost our Houston independent school, quote unquote independent. It's occupied now. Mm-hmm. So with what was 60 years ago, a Jim Crow city, we lost our school board. We, we no longer have elected school board representatives and the state controls the resources. Last night, they allowed, they announced 600 layoffs, you know, and it, it's even immaterial whether you whether some I have whether someone thinks those layoffs are justified. I don't. But it's immaterial. There's no one to call. There's no accountability. The school system is run by Greg Abbott. Massive policy decisions in a, the most diverse city in America are being run, are being made by a school board run by an authoritarian white supremacist. And we are just 60 years past Jim Crow. And there's no reason to be confident that that kind of violent disenfranchisement, and I mean violent in the literal physical sense of it, there's no reason to believe that that literal violent disenfranchisement can't can't come back. And you should evaluate the silence of your elected representatives. And they may go to a press conference. Maybe. Do they consistently show up? No. Do they organize? No. Do they sit and 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 collaborate with the same people who enacted these policies? Yes. Do they get a decent return from that participation? I don't I don't see it. It's sad, but again, Neil, um, one of the reasons I wanted you here is not only to discuss your democracy project, but for us to highlight that in order for us to continue doing this kind of uh, work, uh, funding is essential, support is essential from not the corporate structure or from other nonprofits, but directly from the people, because it's the people we serve and it's the people we own. It's only the people we owe our allegiance to. Neil, um, tell us a little bit more about the Houston Democracy Project. In other words, what would you have liked me to ask you about this project that I didn't? And what would you like our audience to know before we close us out? Well, for one thing, there's a, so there's a daily blog, so there's updated comment, uh, uh, updated uh, material uh, to come back again and again. And within the week, I'm writing a letter, um, I've mostly got it written, to all, each of the Democrats um, running for council mayor, controller, and Houston Community Council Board, um, saying basically, what will you do? Will you stand up for democracy? Will you use your resources to develop uh, black, brown, Asian, progressive uh, uh, talent? And we can't forget the ideological component um, because there is an ideological component in 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 our coalitions. Um, will you pledge? We keep hearing it's about democracy. Mm-hmm. And, and so will you pledge in 2024 to assist the Harris County Democratic ticket? Um, and I'm not saying that supporting the Harris County Democratic ticket in 2024 is the panacea, but we keep hearing it's democracy. Um, Joe Biden talks about democracies. This is a mainstream position. Colin Alred talking, uh, running against Ted Cruz, talking about January 6th. These are mainstream that's the thing. Somehow I've become the party regular and the moderate. And I'm reduced to the point in my mid-50s where I just want free elections, right? If you told me that in my mid-20s, I would have been bummed out. Um, so I'm like, hey, will you just act like a normal functioning participant? Will you help the 2024 ticket? Will you speak to the police union when it singles out our Democratic judges? Um, um, saying saying they're just such terrible people. Um, 
So I'm going to write this letter. And I'm also going to say, your actions are not pragmatic. Um, uh, how are you going to get it? Many of these council people are in their 30s or 40s. They're term limited out. What, what future are they going to have? And, that, and, 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 and one of the main special interests, I'll tell you, one of the best special, biggest special interests there are is the self-serving nature of the political class. That's a huge, we, 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 think, we, we correctly think that the special interest is the zillion dollar corporation or, the, um, or whatever the group is. But the self-serving nature of the political class is one of the greatest special interests um, that there is. And that, that's something I want to address. And I think if you're a rank and file person, um, I think you have good reason to wonder if these council people and office holders who are so invested in these systems will take a personal or political or career risk for you. Um, my guess is they will not. Neil, yeah. Neil Aquino, owner and founder of Houston Democracy Project. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. You're kind to have me and thank, thanks everyone for watching and hope, hope you'll participate, please. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed Neil Aquino. I, I, I think we need to have, not I think, we do need to have thousands of Neil Aquinas out there who are making a difference in our society, who are ensuring that we participate in this democracy and make it the viable democracy it can be. It really never was, but we can make it that democracy that it can be. In fact, what we're doing here at Netroots Nation is we are having all kinds of conferences and, and, and uh, side uh, breakouts to discuss how can we better ensure that the progressive message go out there so that people will act on it and not only act on it but demand that these things come to pass so let's get let's let let's let's over the next few weeks over the next few months let's have this discussion and let's make sure and 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 let folks know that they're already empowered to do these things but anyhow without further ado you know how we end this baby i am what no that's not how i do it I actually do it this way. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. <laughs>